Yeah, they wrote me off. I ain't right back, though. That's the problem. I ain't right back. Let's go. Runners will be off with a crack of the bat with two outs. Kimbrell deals. Bregman in the air. Left field. Benintendi dives. And he makes the catch. Oh, what a play. Game saver. Andrew Benintendi. You can stop asking that question. Okay? I'm going to be calling the defenses. Okay? So we're clear. So you don't have to ask that again. Hello and welcome back to another episode of The Master Plan. I'm your host, Michael Flopkowski. Joining me here today is the one, the only, Jack Morgan. Duquesne sports writer, Duquesne sports announcer, and good personal friend of mine. Jack, welcome back. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Yeah. Um, I thought the next time of my podcast, the next time I was on this podcast would be when the Eagles win a Super Bowl, but that was... Well, so the deal between you and I have for quite some time now has always been, if a Philadelphia team wins a championship, not only do you get to come on, but you have the right to come on for that episode. The issue is, is that hasn't happened ever in the history of the Master Plan. The Eagles have not won, or any Philadelphia sports team has never won a championship. Uh, in the now four years that I've been running this podcast, so really brutal. Break. Guys, have got you got, and, and, and it's not even it's not even that you know they haven't won. Okay, like a lot of teams don't win, but you guys have gotten so close and haven't won. Yeah, that that's the thing that drives me nuts. Right, I mean with the, the, with the Phillies. Phillies were in it last year, and then obviously. Eagles were in it last year. Phillies were you know NLCS this year. Eagles close. I mean. 76ers are always competitive. You know, Embiid was the yeah. MVP last year. Flyers yeah, looked sure. Flyers be have been looking this good this year, although that seems like that might change soon, but like has has yet to happen. So Jack now has to only come on to talk about the other teams that are still in the playoffs and not his own. Uh today we're just going to be breaking down the four games, talking about them, giving you our little review episode before the final two Games before the Super Bowl, your NFC AFC championship games, which are gonna be, I hope and I think will be very good. This playoffs, you know, I feel like the wild card round was not very good, but the divisional round, man, the divisional round, I felt like it really kicked up. I felt like three of the four games were very, very good. And I think that's about as good as you're gonna get for for this point in the season. I mean, three of the four games being that good, I think I'll take that. So Without further ado, let's start off with the one game that wasn't that good. The Ravens taking down the Texans 34 to 10 at home. An absolute trouncing. Jack, what were your thoughts? I mean, uh, watching this game, I mean, w- what was going through your mind? I think first off, I I honestly got to begin this uh to begin the game, I think first first half it was it was tied. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was tied at 10, and I just had this feeling, this little inkling, based on the past for the Ravens, I had a, I had a feeling. It was a good feeling, because I'm a big CJ Stroud guy. I mean, he won me $900 in fantasy, or <laughs> pardon, pardon it. So I'm like, I think there's a good chance that the Texans come out and they steal this game. Not the case, and give the, the not Ravens at all. a lot of credits. Give them a lot of credit. They I, took care of business. Yeah, I mean, you know, there for for all the talk about Lamar not being in the playoffs, and by the way, I'm part of that talk. I, I mean, he has had 
a lot of performances where you where, where you look at and it's like hey that's not a good performance and i think his first yeah. half in this game i don't think it was that good and i think he i think he actually played very well i think people may be making a little bit more out of his performance than it actually was but he made a lot of good throws i thought he was you know he was managing the game much better than he has in the past in the playoffs i felt like he was in control i felt like he knew what he was doing and i think on the flip side it felt like the texans really kind of couldn't figure out what to do and they kind of got lost in that second half and and really couldn't dig themselves out of that hole that <clears throat> baltimore had dug for them um you know listen baltimore's a one seed i mean i think a lot of people going to this game expected baltimore to win at home They've been the best team in the NFL this season, and I think this was a big reason of proving that. Again, a lot of teams typically have struggles off of the bye. We saw that maybe a little bit in the first half, yeah. but Ravens closed it out. They did a very nice job. They had the only game this weekend that was decided by more than one score. So I think that tells us a lot about this team. Um, and, I, and I really think the key to the Ravens going forward is just getting guys like Zay Flowers involved. For me... I think he and Mark Andrews, hopefully, who is going to play this week, I feel like those two together, combined with Lamar's running ability, is going to open up the game so much for the rest of the players in the Dolph or on the on the Ravens, like Beckham and Aguilar and Gus Edwards. I think those guys will be given much more opportunity if if you know those guys like Flowers and Andrews can start to uh, cause problems. Uh, so I think isn't Andrew supposed to come back? I think he is. I think he's supposed to start. I think he's supposed to play this week. Now, Jack, let me ask you. Obviously, Texans had a really good streak of running the football. You know, this Ravens defense, I think, is I. I mean, I don't know how to rate it because sometimes I want to say, "Hey, I think it's really good," but then you look at the skill pieces, and I'm like, mm, you know, I don't know. What do you think of the Ravens defense and? And what's your impression? I mean, they they have you know one or two games left in the season. Do you think that this defense can be kind of that that second force on this team and really make it difficult for other teams to play against them? I think so. I mean, they have um, they have home field advantage. I mean, mm-hmm. the AFC Championship against the Chiefs. I mean, that is a that's a home field advantage right there. I think it's. I think that's real. It's really underrated now. People are now just starting to talk about it. Yet yeah, now, like that stadium, it's not easy to play in. And right. the defense is going to feed off that. I mean, they have for years now. I mean, that's something. Right, and, and that, the home field advantage. Is not and and I think I think a big thing about the Ravens that a lot of people are always concerned or concerned this year about is their corners because I feel like their cornerback room is probably the weakest part of their team. But if you that's look at true. the team they're yeah. playing against, I feel like. Kansas City is almost the perfect team to play against. Their wide receiver room, I mean, I'm not saying that, you know, listen, MVS had a great game last week. Rasheed Rice has had some good games. But they don't really have any guys who you're like Tyree Kill, Stephon They don't have any of those guys. So I feel like for the Ravens, you know, if they can just prevent the deep ball, which, I mean, they have Kyle Hamilton on this team. So I feel like they should be pretty good at doing that. I feel like they can get let that pass rush do its work and let those interior guys really make really make it a game. So, you know, I, I'm <clears throat> I'm I'm liking the Ravens this week. I think that they're they're a fun team to watch. They're a good team. They play well, um, you know, and and they have a very good special teams unit too. I think a lot of people don't talk about that enough. Very good punter, obviously the best kicker in NFL history. 
So I think that that also, you know, if it does play a part, I think gives the Ravens, uh, you know, a, a good edge. So that was that was huge. All right, um, let's talk about the other game, the other one seed game. This was a much different game. Niners take down the Packers, as we all thought, or as a lot of us thought, but it was 24-21, and a game-winning drive was needed by the Niners to win this game. So, Jack, I mean, uh, what was this game like for you? I mean, how? what did you think, you know, was going to happen before the game? And, 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 you know, how was your, you know, that how did that change throughout the game? Well, I mean, first off, I got to be honest. I'm going to profess my hate for uh, the Niners now. I think I've got a new rival. Mm-hmm. It's crazy because now, obviously, they're being rivals with the Cowboys. The Cowboys hate the Niners. Now, uh, Phillies or Eagles fans hate the Niners. So, kind of ironic there. We have a common passion of hate. <laughs> but I think the Niners, Niners figured out a way to win this game. This was not their best performance by any means. No. Any stretch of your imagination. But they figured, they figured it out. I mean, give a lot of credit to the Packers. I thought for a good amount of that game, up until maybe the final five minutes after um, Andrews Carlson missed that kick, I thought that the Packers were going to find a way to win that game. But yeah, and I still did up until that pick by uh, Greenlaw. I thought there was a little bit of magic left in them, and if they in overtime, obviously now both teams get a possession. You know, you find a way to win that game. I wouldn't have been shocked if the Packers. We're able to, you know, take one, steal one, really in the in that game. But yeah, I mean, that's just a that's just what great teams do. Yeah. Fine so way, even if it's <clears throat> not an ugly night. Yeah, I mean, I think Brock Purdy had a solid game. I didn't think. I mean, definitely the weather impacted him. Um, you know, didn't throw any interceptions. Although definitely, definitely could have thrown an interception or two. Um, yeah. But I think he redeemed himself totally with that that drive in the fourth quarter. I mean, the drive to take the lead, I think, was what completely, I think, you know, it doesn't matter what you do if your team, if you give your team the lead with other two, under two minutes to go. You know, yeah. I mean, he orchestrated a drive. He threw, I think he threw two or three, re- like, not just good passes, really, really good passes. Like, that one to Ayuk across the middle was in the, best place it could have been he threw that one i think it was to conley i want to say on the outside and then he had that scramble eight yard run which was excellent i mean he yeah, he, he 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 had a really nice drive there and listen he he showed up big when it counted um his game other than that was okay it wasn't like anything special but i think i'm gonna put more of this blame on why the niners kind of didn't have a better game not on brock purdy but on kyle shanahan i think kyle shanahan called a really, really poor game as as the offensive coach. I mean, I was tweeting about it during the game. They were not running the ball enough to Christian McCaffrey. I don't understand how you give a guy two weeks off and then you yeah, give him like that. like eight carries in the first half. Why? Why are you for you know that Brock Purdy, he's a second year quarterback. Like help him out. Don't don't make him be the one to have to beat the Packers by himself. You have all of these players in the team. And furthermore, the Packers have been one of the worst run defenses in the NFL this season. So why they weren't kind of pushing the run more, which, by the way, when they did start running the ball more in the second half, look what happened. I mean, CMC had that long 45-yard touchdown run. And he ended up 17 for 98. Yeah, I mean, it, it was 
I mean, you do not expect Christian McCaffrey to have under 20 carries in a game like that. You would think he's going to have, you know, 23, 24, 25. So, you know, that, I mean, I was really shocked that they were putting Brock in a position like that, especially with the weather conditions. It wasn't like this was a perfectly dry, it was a wet game. So I don't know why Kyle Shanahan, and we've seen this from him in the past. I mean, we have. We've seen him call, you know, completely go away from what was working in the regular season to something different in the – it just – it doesn't make sense. And, you know, I think Matt LaFleur called a good game. I mean, Jordan Love I thought had some really nice passes. Um, I did want to see LaFleur call some timeouts at the end there, at least give us – team a little bit more time. I mean, you only need a field goal, but you could go down and score a touchdown. It felt like a little bit of mismanagement of the clock there. Um, Obviously, Jordan Love, I think he, listen, he did on the final play of the game for the Packers offensively, did something that no quarterback should ever do. And every time we see someone do it, we all say the same thing. Why are you throwing across? Don't play hero ball. You don't need to do that. It was second and 10. You have plenty of time, three timeouts, two timeouts, whatever it was. You don't need to do that. And he, you know, he That's quite literally rookie mistake. And he learned the lesson the hard way. It's his first full season in the NFL. He's obviously got talent. Yeah. But I think the Niners, you know, they didn't really necessarily play the better game overall, but they were better when it counted the most. They made fewer mistakes. And you know what? It was good enough to win at home. So, you know, I don't, I don't oh, love go. the Niners' performance, but. It was enough for me, Jack, I guess, is the best way to put it. I mean, there's yeah, not no, much else to say. Sure. Yeah, no, no, no. <clears throat> they did what they needed to do to win that one. Yeah. All right, let's talk Lions-Bucks. So I think this was my f- favorite game of the weekend just because you had two teams who – was a fun one. You know, I don't think a lot of people had the Bucks being in this game at the beginning of the season. I know I certainly did not. And then you have the Lions, who, you know, I did have them in the playoffs, but I didn't necessarily think that they were going to get, you know, this far and then end up being the Bucks. And for me, I mean, this was a really good, another really good performance by the Lions. And I think that they have such a unique team, right? They have a very good running game, one of the best offensive lines in the league. They have, a, I would say, one of the sneaky good wide receivers in the league and Amon Ross St. Brown. They have some other good role players uh, like Khalif Raymond. Uh, they have Josh Reynolds and they have Jamison Williams. They have Sam Laporta as well, who's been excellent. And the defense, you know, it's not – it has flaws. But they have a very good pass rush and they have some decent linebackers. And it was just a little too much for, for the Bucks, wasn't it? I mean, we just felt like going to the game that the Bucks yeah. were going to need some type of performance both offensively and defensively to win this game. There just there wasn't a lot of room for error in this one, was there, Jack? I feel like sometimes they're overwhelmed. Yeah. To be honest, it's tough not to be. I mean, realistically, this is a heck of a team. That's a heck of an offense the Lions have. I mean, Amon Ross, St. Brown, uh, Gibbs and Montgomery. Yes. Chris, I mean, golf has been playing out of his mind this year. I mean, that's yeah. Parti- particularly at home, he's been very, very good. At home, yes, as well in the dome. I mean, that's that that environment as well in Detroit. I mean, that's a tough place to play, especially in the playoffs. And yeah, valiant valiant effort though by Tampa Bay. I mean, Baker <clears throat> Baker made some good throws. Um, he also made a couple bad throws, which ended up costing them. 
I feel like he did earn himself a, a contract, though, with the Bucks next season. I mean, he played very, very well this season for a team, I think, that a lot of people wrote off. I wrote them off. I didn't think that they were going to be as good as they were. Uh, certainly, I didn't think that they'd win a playoff game. Um, I think it depends on who they, where they are in the draft um, and where the quarterbacks are, to be completely honest. Yeah, I mean, they could draft a guy, but I think Baker – is a big uh, determining factor here for That's me. true. Um, you know – Obviously, I think what we've seen from the Lions is what we saw in this game. Detroit Lions are going to play Detroit Lions football. They're going to run the ball, and then they're going to gash you with a play-action pass, and Goff is going to be super accurate. He's going to be efficient. He's not going to turn the ball over, particularly in the red zone. Right? They're going to take the points occasionally, but they're going to be aggressive. They're going to go for it. They're going to be aggressive on fourth down. They're going to make the plays that need to be made. And defensively, they're going to rally to the ball. They're going to rally to the quarterback. Um, you know, they'll give up a big player two occasionally, and they're going to have some breakdowns in coverage. But I think what we noticed about at least three of the four teams going into the, uh, NFC in, into the championship round, three of the four teams don't have particularly good cornerback rooms. I mean, I, it's crazy to say this in, you know, I would never have thought that I would say this a couple years ago, but the chiefs probably are the best cornerback room of the remaining teams. Um, yeah. and you know, crazy. I, I think people under underrate the lions i think people think that the lions are a great story you know and colin coward said this yeah, i agree they're, for real. they're a great story they but they're are, also they're for serious. real they're a real team they have real players they're really motivated i mean that's i think what's most important these guys you can tell they're not they're playing for something bigger than just like the contract or whatever they're playing for you know their coach their gm each other and the city of detroit i mean they want to win you can see the emotion you can see the passion on these people's fans or people's faces um this is an impressive win i think that scores a little bit misleading i felt like the lions were really in control the entire game there were moments where you felt like the bucks were in it but i think for the majority of the game right jack i mean we all were like hey the lions just have to you know i think it was i think it was detroit's game to lose there yeah I thought it was destined to be a Detroit win, to be honest. Yeah, they, they looked really the good. The they looked really yeah. good. Good and for them, Good for Detroit fans. Can we, um, can we discuss it? Good for the fans. Because they've won, like, what is it, like 40 years at this point? Yeah, and, and how about... Good God. Like, good for them, man. And how about, you know, Jared Goff as well? A guy who, you know... Written off by the Rams, by the Rams, right? And, and and a lot of people, a lot of people like me, you know, in sports media, when we saw him go to the to the Lions, and the Lions were getting picks for him as well. We all said the same thing. It's like, hey, the Lions are not making this deal because they want Jared Goff. It's because they want the picks. They're going to eat the money. Sure, he'll start, but yeah. nothing special. And how wrong were we? I mean, you know, Jared Goff. You know, I, I think he's still limited in some ways. But he's poised. He's been here before. He, I mean, he has a lot of playoff experience. He has more playoff experience than every other guy, but Mahomes left here. So he's been here before. He, oh, yeah. he, he can make almost every throw from the pocket. I mean, he's not the best he's mover. Experience. He's more experienced than any guy that the Niners have. So, I mean, offense, defense, special teams. Yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, Goff is, Goff is a wild card. And I think that, you know... Again, he was sneaky good last year. He was sneaky good this year. 
And I, I wouldn't, I mean, I don't think anything, anyone in America will be shocked if the Lions win against the Niners in a couple of you days. Be. I don't, I don't, think, I don't think anyone in America win. will be like, mm, didn't see that one coming. Right. I think I might pick against the Lions, but I, I, I mean, a hundred percent, I would not be shocked. I could definitely see the Lions winning. And by the way, I just want to announce this. If the Lions win the Super Bowl, I will be getting. Oh boy! I'll be getting a jersey. All right, Amon Ra. I kind of want an Amon Ra jersey. Kind of want that one. Hard. Maybe a Goffy. That'd be a great idea. I mean, I'll say this: if Purdy does go out there and wins the Super Bowl, I might have to get a Purdy jersey. That would be huge for him too. I mean, second-year quarterback in the NFL, like Mister Irrelevant, goes out there, wins the Super Bowl for his team. I mean, that would be. A story in itself. Hell of a story. Yeah, I know. I know there are a lot of people who root against the Niners because of the Niners, but they have a lot of guys who just yeah, are. They have a lot of great players. Yeah. All right, fine. Let's get to the last game of the weekend, and <laughs> I think by far and away the best, best played, most even. Like I think the Niners Packers game. game the the Niners Packers game was close. It was intense, but it wasn't necessarily as well played. The Chiefs, Bills, so I want to say this. I I think before I get to the Chiefs, I want to say this is the type of loss that kills a franchise, that just demoralizes a team. Oh, no, don't say that. But I have to. I mean, Bills fans know. I I have to say it, though. It's the truth. I mean, listen, it's one thing when the Eagles Eagles lost last year in the Super Bowl, right? It was a loss, but it wasn't like – this is the end. You know, you felt like, hey, yeah. we're, we're still a good team. You know, we made it all this way. Even their loss this year. The jury's still out on what that loss did to them, however. Yeah, but different. Even this year, even – even Hold on, but even this year, I was even after the loss, I was like, they had a poor stretch at the end, but this isn't like the end of the road. I think that they can come back next year and be a great team. They have a lot of good pieces. They've been making good moves yeah. in the draft. They're definitely a, a team that could be in the mix next year. The Maybe Bills. Shock some people if they have a good um, offseason. But the, bill, oh, but no, the Bills. Bills are in trouble. Bills are in trouble. With the Bills. Because they keep on getting hurt. The Bills, the Bills, the Bills, man. I mean, this is a game where the bill, you just have to win it, man. I mean, I, I know. I know, I know games can go any way, right? But we've been here before. How many times with the Bills? Right, three or four times be before. Like third or fourth time, yeah. Right, I mean the thirteen seconds at Arrowhead, they lost to the Bengals in the AFC Championship. I think they lost to the Chiefs again another year or the t- whatever it was. Yeah, they. I have. I think they lost the Chiefs three times now. Um, I can look that. But it's. I think it might be two. I two or three in the playoffs, and 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 it felt like this was the time that the Bills were going to win, right? It felt like going into this game, everyone was saying the same thing. If the Bills are ever going to beat the Chiefs, this is when they're going to do it. At home, the Chiefs' offense has been a little bit sketchy this season. The Bills have a run game, have a complimentary offense, and they just couldn't get it done. I mean, they quite literally – this is their third loss, and – four seasons to the Chiefs. They lost in 2020, 
thirty eight to twenty four. They obviously lost that thirteen second game in twenty twenty one. Now they twenty twenty three. I mean, this is they this get is a chance at home. It, it's brutal. It's brutal. Uh, it really is. And, and and the way they went out too, because remember, remember, I'll take you guys all back, right? Everyone in your heads, close your eyes, close your eyes, and I want you to picture. Second and nine after the two-minute warning. Bills have the ball at about the 30-25 yard line. Josh Allen takes a snap, incompletion. Third and nine. Josh Allen takes a snap, incompletion. By the way, on that second and nine, missed Shakir wide open in the end zone. I know people say he got bumped. But as a quarterback, but also can we discuss that that Diggs was wide open on a drag underneath? He completely missed him. Play. Completely yeah. missed him. And off of the clock and, and you know what? Field goal from shorter. Should Tyler Bass have made that kick? Yeah. Yes. But a forty-four okay. yarder in Buffalo, you know the wind's going to have an impact. You know it's going to play a factor. And why they didn't run the ball, by the way, it felt like I was a little confused about what they were doing. The whole game, I, the, the run game, it laid the foundation for the pass game. For for me, if I if I and I know I'm well. right. If I and I know I'm playing Monday morning quarterback here. It. If it were me at second night, two minutes left, it's like okay, we don't want to score a touchdown right away. We don't want to give the ball back to Patrick Holmes. Why don't you run the ball? Run the ball, set yourself up for, uh, you know, whatever. Let's say you get three or four yards, second and third and five, third and six, much more manageable. And then you might get the first down. You might get, you know, four or five yards. Then you can maybe run a QB sneak or kick a field goal from closer, whatever it is. I mean, there are, and, and, and time comes off the clock. There's instead of, you know, a minute 50 on the clock, you might have a minute. 10, minute 15, I mean, who knows? It's just the situation changes. Um, but, yeah. I mean, the Chiefs, we have to talk about the Chiefs because they have in played two very good games. I think a lot of people thought, hey, they've looked a lot better than they looked all season in these two games, haven't they? Yep, agreed. Uh, they, they've turned their season around when it matters most. I mean, the, the, them and the Eagles, um, two teams that had a brutal regular season in the latter parts, they 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 turned it around. The Chiefs figured it out. Yeah, I got a guy like Patrick Mahomes. You can never rule that out. Right, and, and I think the defense again. The defense is still the star of the show for me. I mean, they're awesome. The defense is awesome. I think they have a great okay. secondary. Their pass rush wasn't as good, but they have some good linebackers. Spagnolo is – I think he makes it work. Every year in the playoffs, Spagnolo turns it on. And I think what's most important is a lot of people, you know, aren't going to talk about Sean McDermott in this game because, oh, you know, Bass missed the field goal. Oh, the Chiefs won. Why is Sean McDermott yeah. calling a fake punt to DeMar Hamlin? Why? Why? I mean, that was probably the most head-scratching thing I've seen in a very long time. Uh I don't. I mean, if why? you're if you're gonna go for it, why not just stick Josh Allen on the field and run QB power to the right or left, and he'll probably get it. That would have been a that would have been a better idea than a fake punt with Demar Hamlin. I love you, Demar, but jeez, I mean, he, I don't understand why that's the play, and they only got bailed out by the way because Nico Harmon fumbled. I mean, had they did. They did. 
had had that not happened, the Bills would have been down multiple scores, and this game could have been vastly different. It was over. So for me, for me, you know, the Bills' play calling was good. It wasn't great. Uh, the defense being injured to help didn't help. And I feel like the Bills, the solution going forward, you got to change it up. You have to. Coaching change. Something needs to change. Because you've been doing this for four years, and it hasn't worked. And I'm sick and tired of seeing Stephon Diggs cry and whine every offseason. It's enough, right? He dropped He dropped a, He dropped Stephon Diggs dropped a 65-yard pass right, right through his hands. I mean, yeah. you know, but the Chiefs it's, look it's, great, man. Like, it, eventually, if it, it gets to a point where like, no one takes him seriously. And, and I'll say this. The oh, Ravens yeah. Ravens got to be ready to tackle this weekend because Pacheco runs yes, hard. They, do. they have to be yeah. ready to from play one. Like, you got to be ready to set the tone early in that game and make sure that the Chiefs have no momentum with their running game at the start of the game. Force them to pass. Force them to look at anyone besides Travis Kelsey and use Justin Watson. Use... Rashi Rice. Make those guys be the ones who beat you. Don't let Pacheco, Mahomes, or Kelsey. Don't let those guys beat you. Let let the role players beat you. And if they do, yeah. that's all you can do. But I think we got some great championship games. Jack, any final thoughts on the weekend? Anything we didn't talk about that you wanted to mention? Um, you know, I'm just I'm, I'm excited for um this Sunday, man. It's gonna be some good games. I don't know if I'm actually I had a decision to make. Um, it's either I go to um, the Duquesne women's game at two that day, and I would miss like the first quarter of the um, the um, Chiefs Ravens game, and I'm starting to lean towards towards staying back. I'm I like, think you kind of have to stay. I mean, it's it's the championship game too. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, that one. I'm even more like I'm psyched as heck about both games. But, like. Man, uh, I mean, if if the lot if the Lions make the life. Super Bowl, that would be, oh, unbelievable! All right, Jack. Hey, thank you so much for joining us here today. He'll be back, uh, you know, later this season. I'm sure to talk more about everything that's going on in the NFL. Jack, thank you so much for joining us, everyone. Thank you all for listening. Let's get some great games. Be tuned. the The preview episode will be coming out shortly. Thank you all for listening, and have a great. I know for a fact I am not like the rest the rest of the guys in the yeah, NFL. Talk, talk, yeah. I know I'm a top five receiver. Yeah. I know I'm a top three receiver. Yeah. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, keep going. Yeah, keep going. You know, I, I just got to prove to people. Right? When I'm working, I'm like, oh, you know what I'm saying? I'm a dog.